1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, Andrew Ginther's beautiful Columbus, Ohio strikes again. Early this morning, 3.40 a.m., 55-year-old woman on her way to work in far southeast Columbus. You have my sympathies, uh, ma'am. I used to get up at that hour and go to work, and it is not fun. But at least I never got shot on my way to work, but she did. Now, she was on her way to work when she was shot several times by occupants in another vehicle following her. She was struck in the back, and another bullet struck her in the head. Thankfully, it was slowed by the back window of her car, the back seat, and her headrest. Officers found 23 shell casings spread over several hundred feet of highway. They do not know the shooter, and they do not have a motive. Thankfully, uh, this woman appears to uh, be uh, not fine. Of course, she's deeply traumatized, but uh, she went to Mount Carmel East Hospital with non-life-threatening conditions. Uh, Had she died, uh, Andrew Ginther would have stood up at a podium and slammed his fist on the podium and said that we will not accept this, even though he says that virtually every week. Uh, Thankfully, we do have some visionary leaders in Columbus, Ohio. Unfortunately, none of them are elected officials at City Hall because, of course, they're all Democrats. I don't know the politics of uh, this next gentleman that I'm going to talk about, Ken McDonald, but I know he's a visionary, and I know he's doing great work, and so is his organization. Uh, One Columbus is the organization. They are responsible. Not Joe Biden, not Nancy Pelosi, not even Mike DeWine are responsible for Intel coming to Central Ohio. And let me just say, I understand if you live out there in Jersey Township, if you live out there in Licking County, I understand why you would greet the arrival of Intel as, at best, a mixed blessing. I have experience with some sort of the same kind of upheaval in rural life that those of you will soon experience with Intel being built in your area. Um, I used to have a painless commute into town from Madison County. Now we have a uh, burgeoning retail along the I-61, uh, 161 corridor at post road. You know, you've arrived when you have not one, not two, but three roundabouts within a one mile stretch of highway. And so, uh, I'm not exactly crazy about it. There are benefits to it. It's nice having a Costco close by. I liked it better when Costco gas was cheaper than every other gas and its gas was under $3 a gallon. But of course, that was in Donald Trump's America, not in Joe Biden's. But it's not if you if you ask me, could I snap my finger and return the 161 post road corridor to the pristine, rural, virtually abandoned condition that it was in when we purchased our property out there? Yes. Yes, I would. In a heartbeat, I would. But I also understand that progress does not wait for the whims and desires of Bruce Hooley. And so uh, while I understand those of you in Licking County who would say, man, we moved out here to get away from all this and now it's coming toward us. That is an inevitable result of progress. If you want Intel in Central Ohio, if you want industry in Central Ohio, if you want good jobs, and if you want the region to thrive and the state to thrive, then you cannot always be fortunate enough to have what you do not want built in your backyard built in someone else's backyard. I feel for you on it. I do deeply. I understand it, but I also cannot balance that on the scales and have it way heavier than the impact of what's likely going to turn out to be a $100 billion investment in central Ohio. So that is why I laud one Columbus and the visionary leadership of Kenny McDonald. And he is quoted in Mark Williams' story in the Dispatch saying this, Probably the biggest thing we took out of the Intel project is these moments in time when we and the company would both probably say we aren't thinking big enough. It's a global project. It's a global solution. We happen to be in a location that is serving as a solution for that. We have to really think big. It's not just the scale, the numbers, the jobs, and the land. It's all those things plus what you're trying to achieve and why you're trying to achieve it. Now, let me just say I do know from my very limited exposure to Ken McDonald, that I have no concern, no concern, that he is doing this as part of an initiative to bring Silicon Valley values to Central Ohio. Ken McDonald came here from Charlotte, North Carolina, but he understands Central Ohio values. Now, that doesn't mean that he alone will be able to keep all the people who come to work for Intel within the parameters of Central Ohio values. And that is why, that is why it is essential for all of us who are already here to understand the moment we are in and understand the gravity and importance of that moment. I talked about the growth of the area in which I live. We have four, four major housing developments under construction in and around the Plain City area. Four. We have one school in Plain City. One high school, okay? And thankfully, in the fall, the people who are currently living there, realized, hey, if we don't get this school board election right, we are really going to be in trouble when new people move in and put pressure on our board to bring all kinds of things into the schools that we don't approve of as parents. And so, thankfully, we got two new board members elected, much like they did in Buckeye Valley, like I know they did with at least One seat in Dublin, like they did with two in Hilliard. Unfortunately, Olin Tangy, you went 0 for Your chance, and you screwed it up. And I'm afraid your district is irrevocably lost. But I'm confident that the Plain City situation is under control for the short term. You can't go to sleep on it. You've got to understand the situation we are in. Elections matter. Local elections matter. And so you got to stay on top of it. Uh, it is, um, I apologize uh, to my next guest. He is Jason Beardsley of the Asso- Association of the U.S. Navy. Jason, uh, I totally blew it. I was supposed to have you on at 1230, and uh, I lost uh, track of time in my rant. Would you be able to hold on and come on in the next segment?
2: Not only can I, I'm so glad you did lose track because you just had an incredible lead up and I think everything (laughs) you said is so so valuable. And I I know the area so well, so I empathize and it sounds like you really are uh, setting up um, citizens for where we take our responsibility so i'm all in
1: well and you are all in and you are doing such great work with the association of the u.s navy you're a you're a great friend and i'm i'm so sorry but i do want to to talk with you and we don't have the freedom anymore to have floating breaks that we used to have so uh we're going to have you on next segment you can uh you can hang up and call back or you can hold through the break you're a good man and we will explain the reason for your visit when we bring you back on the show but uh I didn't see your name on the screen, or I would have gone to you immediately, so please accept my apologies and um, hang with you, and we'll get to you right after the break, okay? The break, you got it, bro. Very good. Hang on one second. Jason Beardsley, the Association of the U.S. Navy, he will be joining us in the final segment of the program. Flag Day is coming up, a great event to support veterans. Sip Smoke Shoot is coming up for those of you who like um, sporting clays. We are fortunate to have one of the great facilities within about an hour drive of Columbus, so we'll be talking with Jason about that, and we will get to him next on The Bruce Willis Show. (music) Mistakes are one thing, but when you commit an egregious mistake and a friend is uh, the recipient of your mistake, you feel doubly bad about it, so... Let's bring back onto the air Jason Beardsley, the uh, executive director of the Association for the U.S. Navy. Jason is a great, great patriot, 22-year veteran of the Navy and Army Special Forces. And I apologize, my friend. I had you down at 1230 and just totally slipped my mind while I got off on my tangent about One Columbus and Intel's arrival in central Ohio.
2: Uh, I love it. You said uh, I'm Special Forces, so, you know, I'm very flexible. Green Berets, so we got to get to the battlefield. Yeah. And everything you're talking about there is is so meaningful to uh, residents and constituents. And I love that you really put the onus back where it belongs, which is in the hands of the citizens, uh, how we govern our communities and live in our communities and how we care for those in our community. that's That all comes down to us. And, and so what we're going to be talking about today is really community-oriented, so it's a really good lead-in. Well done.
1: Well, thank you, sir, and we are talking about uh, an event that's coming up, Sporting Clays for Veterans, on Friday, June the 24th at Eagles Nest Sporting Grounds. It's only a half an hour uh, north of 270, right off 71, Mount Gilead. Everybody's seen it. It is where they hold, like, all the national events for high schools, for shooters of all, uh, you know, uh, abilities, and this is a cool thing about it is, number one, it's going to benefit two great local nonprofits, Adaptive Sports Connection, from Powell, man, the lady who heads that up. I got to meet her out at Columbus Country Club when you were in town the last time. She's amazing. And save a warrior from here in Columbus. Tell us a little bit about that, and about how much you're looking forward to being here for the event.
2: Yeah, thanks a lot. Absolutely, first and foremost, you're absolutely right. The folks that run these programs, and these are programs that really step in the gap where you know big government and federal systems of uh, they don't always provide the best. And so Madison Maddie, she's the director of sports and volunteers at. Uh, adaptive sports connection that's a place that have taken veterans who might have injuries or need adaptive programs and really gotten them uh, back involved uh, skiing uh, we're going to be doing a shooting program with them and when a veteran has the opportunity to go out with people that uh, they know and trust and really enjoy community that's That's where you see a lot of the healing. And then over at Save a Warrior, Jake Clark, he's the president and founder. And Adam Carr, he's a a Green Beret like myself, uh, works with him. These guys take care to bring veterans out uh, to these wonderful facilities and just have places where they can break down – and kind of unburden and unload some of the things that you deal with in uh, trauma and, and casualties overseas, or going into moral injuries and things like this. And the reason it's so important, what people that are listening really ought to ought to know is the way to healing and the really the the progress that a veteran makes. Uh, has got to be done with people that are trusted, community people. And, and again, you can try to, uh, you know, stipulate federal dollars for big programs. You get a bunch of PhDs and a lot of bureaucracy and red tape. And at the end of that, you know, a, a few cents out of every dollar squeezes down and hits a veteran. But it's very cold. It's kind of calculated. You know, the you know, federal government's not built for sensing how you feel or understanding the depths of your soul. That's why you've got to have these other places, and, and Save a Warrior with uh, Jay Clark. Uh, they do a phenomenal job of that. The folks over at Adaptive uh, Sports Connection. Again, this is about bringing life back into these uh, to these veterans who have done so much for their country. So we we really want to make sure that folks inside uh, Columbus that join us for this event know that um, the reason we do this is because we feel that if we Uh, Don't take leadership in our community and get these dollars programmed to the right kinds of organizations. You can, you can almost guarantee that government's not going to do it well. So they'll do a half job, but it's our role in the community to take it the rest of the way. So how do we do that and have fun? We're going to smoke, we're going to shoot, and uh, we're going to drink some whiskey together. We'll raffle off some guns. We want participants to come. Check out the uh, the event. Come to our site if you have questions. If you just want to come out and shoot, you have some questions, I'll ask you to push them to our team. It's ausn.org, mm-hmm. and then it's forward slash the altogether sip, smoke, shoot. So it's all lowercase altogether, ausn.org, forward slash sip, smoke, shoot. Come on in. We'll have a great day of it, and this way you can you can make a difference. Uh, but not do it in some boring speech or something like that. Get your hands on, come out, shoot with some veterans. We'll bring out uh, a crew of people. We'll have a ball.
1: Well, and I know you're going to hear a bunch of great military stories and just have a lot of great fellowship out there. Uh, You know, so many people play in golf outings. This is such a unique event. June the 24th, a Friday. You get lunch. 15 sporting clay stations, You get a barbecue. And uh, you're having your guy uh, from Vet Bros Barbecue, right? <laughs>
2: Quadri? Uh, Quadri Whitmore's a great Marine. That's a phenomenal story. He's going to be cooking up some amazing uh, barbecue for
1: us. Yeah, well, that'll be awesome. So, yeah, check it out, ausn.org backslash sip, smoke, shoot. And here's something. Uh, even You don't even need to know how uh, to shoot sporting clays. This is a great place to, like, get started doing this. And you've got rates for veterans. You've got rates for individual shooters. You will take donations. I think it's great. People can go to AUSN.org and donate. A lot of people here, uh, you know, it, it doesn't fit their schedule, but they would love to donate to a great veterans organization looking out for uh, naval veterans and other veterans. You can donate, we suggest, start your donation at 1776. That's a patriotic number. You can all remember that. So go to AUSN.org, sip, smoke, shoot and make it happen. Jason, I want to ask you uh, one question about a friend of mine who has a son in the Navy and he would not take the vaccine. Uh, He had a contract. Uh, He has been encouraged by people in the Navy to file medical claim for some injuries that he suffered during training. I'm sure that you've heard of this situation and I'm sure that he is not the only person in Central Ohio who has a son or daughter who is uh, not their choice to be discharged or to have their contract ended, but because of their choice on the vaccine, finds himself in that situation. Uh, What do you know about that? What would your counsel be to people in that situation?
2: Yeah, it's a tough situation. Again, uh, people that love America are watching a lot of challenges hit our military. That's one of them. And and folks that are not comfortable with the vaccine that are, are being walked out of service before they want. Here's what I would tell them. I spent some time at the Department of Veterans Affairs as a senior advisor and, over time, a lot of these things will uh, shake out. In other words, um, there'll be ways to kind of um, convert a veteran's service and ensure that they're uh, getting the benefits they earned. It's not always easy. I'll tell you that right up front because mm-hmm. it's a federal bureaucracy. But there are great men and women inside that organization and department uh, who will help ameliorate those causes afterwards. So right now, it may feel like a sting up front, and, and frankly, it is. But I would suggest that uh, as those uh, members coalesce or come together or find a common voice, making application to Department of Veterans Affairs to ensure that their uh, quality of discharge is such that they can receive benefits, college benefits, medical benefits, that is a doable process. So I want to give hope for that. And there's some phenomenal people, the former uh, Veterans Benefits Secretary, Undersecretary Paul Lawrence, good friend of mine worked very hard, along with a lot of Veterans Benefits Administration officials, to ensure uh, that some veterans who had different discharges were able to turn that around. So there is hope. you got to stay in the fight. Organizations like mine can help you with that. Come over to AUSN.org. Um, if you're so inclined and that question comes up for your friend or others, pass them along to, to organizations like mine. And we'll begin a process of bringing those voices together for policy and legislative, uh, let's say, changes or at least, uh, you know, requests. So that's the it's not always the short process, but there are good people out there. So don't give up on America. We'll we'll do the same and not give up on you.
1: Fantastic. Hey, I meant to get to Flag Day. Will you come on next week and we can talk about that?
2: Yeah, that flag means a lot to me, Bruce. So uh, if you want to hear it, I'm going to give it to you. All
1: right, my friend. Have a great weekend.